0: And welcome, friends, to the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson, your host with you as we come back to the 2023 Year in Review. For 20 years, we've reviewed the important historical events that have happened in the previous year, and all of this for the purposes of understanding, well, his story, God's story, and that we don't minimize anything that happens, certainly those things that are, if import, To Our lives and we want to be sure that everybody knows that God is sovereign over all things that indeed Jesus Christ is King of Kings and Lord of Lords preeminent in all things and over all things to the church. So let's keep that in mind as we consider history. We all need to be history buffs. Why? Because these are significant events that are happening as a result of God's providential overseeing of all of history. And they are playing out to his purposes, so keep all of that in mind as we come back to a review of history, as we've considered these things over a period of 20 years. At the end of each individual year, we have looked at historical events over the previous year, and all of this constitutes a better understanding of our world and recent history. Well, I'm completing a world history course for ninth graders for generations curriculum and I found that these stories play a very important part in the sequence of events that are playing out over the last century and over these 20 centuries since Jesus came to the world. Well, Adam McManus, my co-host on this edition of the program, Adam, here it is. This is, I would say, the 20th year in review that we have conducted as part of the Generations Radio Broadcast And let's sum it up this way. It's the year of big spending, unrestrained greed. Nobody wants to pay the piper. It was the year of international tensions in the Middle East. It was the year China and Russia got cozy, power shifted east, and antagonism increased exponentially. It was the year of increased Christian persecution, and it was the year that America lost the abortion battle. So that's my basic summary, and we're going to go through some of the specifics but it was a big year for the world. It was a big year in the uh, slow but sure uh, unraveling of the Western world, its influence upon the world, and uh, and the Christian influence in the Western world.
1: It sounds depressing.
0: Yeah, all except for the fact that Jesus is King of kings and Lord of lords, and the gospel is going to every tribe and nation around the world. We want to get to the good news at the very end, but... Uh, but let's remember that that even as we're seeing a a decrease in Christian influence in the western world I think we're seeing an increase overall around the world as a whole. So keep those things in mind friends as we get into uh, this edition the year in review 2023 here we go America is now contributing to two major wars in the world. Anyone want to make that 3 or 4? Well, it's the Ukraine war that's been going on now for Almost two and a half years, but Israel and the Hamas War fired up, touching off the most serious Israeli conflict since the Yom Kippur War of uh, 1973, and possibly the most serious since the founding of the modern nation state of Israel in 1948. And I don't think that's an exaggeration. I was looking at the number of casualties uh, with the Yom Kippur War of 1973 and the original Uh, war that established the modern state of Israel back in 1948, and it seems that this may be the worst of all of the Israeli conflicts they faced over the last
1: 75 years. So it's extremely serious. In light of what Hamas did on October 7th, killing 1,200 Israelis unprovoked, I think Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu has taken the position that this is the time to strike back in a forceful way that will not allow them to regroup, as it were. And a lot of that involves bombing these tunnels in the Gaza Strip that have so many of the terrorists within them. So certainly if you look at the numbers, and you have reported over the broadcasts of The World View on Tuesdays, that the number of those in Gaza who have been victims who have been killed versus those in Israel has now far outnumbered the the total of Israeli deaths. I think Benjamin Netanyahu is trying to make sure this does not happen again.
0: Well, if you step back and look at the entire geopolitical scene today, I would say that the overall international tensions are higher than they've ever been, At least in my lifetime, this produces extreme increases in tension in the Middle East. Uh, Certainly, Russia and China are more and more teaming up, and we are seeing the uh, Arabic side of things really, they tend to be aligning themselves increasingly with the East, with China and Russia, with Israel being right in the center of the world, not the first time in which Israel has been at the very center of the world and uh, world conflicts. Well, it was the year in which the second nuclear arms race kicked in as well, but this time with rogue nations like North Korea and Iran. So somewhat different than what it was in the 1960s. The nation of Iran achieved the American position uh, that it took in July of 1945, just before dropping two bombs on Hiroshima and Nagasaki. Iran has achieved enough uranium to build the two nuclear bombs this year. North Korea also launched a Hwasong-17 intercontinental ballistic missile in March of 2023. That was the largest in its arsenal. And China and Russia, well ahead in hypersonic technology for their delivery vehicles, Then the United States of America, China, tested out its 15,000 mile per hour missile this year, circling the entire globe in a little over an hour, which means almost no warning for those living in cities subjected to mass destruction on a first strike. The world is at the highest level of nuclear threat since 1945 right now. This is also the year that the American heart was displayed for all to see. The Ohio Referendum. Guaranteeing abortion, in the state sailed through with flying colors. America is pro-abortion as a nation in favor of killing children. That is the heart of the country. The reversal of Roe v. Wade demonstrated the true heart of the nation. Americans are settled on killing children. The decision was removed from the U.S. Supreme Court by their choice. And that decision shifted to the electorate when it came to the secret ballot where only God was watching. Ohioans as well as Kentuckians, Kansans, they did the wrong thing. They voted in favor of killing children. The top office has become increasingly irrelevant. The U.S. Supreme Court increasingly irrelevant. The heart of the nation is What counts. Whatever happens in Washington doesn't matter as much. What matters is the heart of this nation is rotten. The voters are in favor of killing children. And uh, there are still six to 10 states that still remain pro life, but the nation is done for for now.
1: I would say that when you look at most polls, most polls, when they're asked pointedly, when should abortion be allowed, most people think that. Abortion should not be allowed with taxpayer funding. It shouldn't be allowed in latter stages of pregnancy. It shouldn't be allowed if there's pain capability for sex selection for those who have possible special needs inside the womb. So perhaps there's a discrepancy between the polls that are asking what people's opinion are about abortion and the protection of the child in the womb versus as you say, going into the privacy of the voting polling place where only God is watching and voting, at least in those three states, as you indicated, for abortion. But even as you and I discussed, when Ohio made the wrong decision and enshrined abortion as a so-called right within their constitution, there was a lot of confusion among the electorate about what was really at play were women who were just suffering from a miscarriage where they had not gone to see an abortionist. They had not taken the abortion kill pill, RU-486. They had just lost their child through the natural course of events and God's sovereignty. And the suggestion from the pro-abort side to confuse the Ohio electorate was, That somehow a woman who was facing a miscarriage, if she went to her gynecologist to have that child that had died removed for her own health, that somehow she might be prosecuted or her doctor might be prosecuted. Of course, that was not remotely true, but this is what the other side does when trying to push through abortion. They lie at every turn.
0: On the good side, the U.S. Supreme Court allowed for free speech for web designers who did not want to promote homosexuality. And that was the Colorado case that, uh, thankfully, the U.S. Supreme Court did the right thing on that and then shut down free speech for a Christian counselor in Washington state who opposed homosexuality. Well, friends, uh, that's the beginning of our News in Review. Sorry, Well, friends, that's the beginning of our Year in Review 2023. Be back with more in just a moment on Generations. Hello, my friends. For the last 15 years, the Generations team has produced a Christian curriculum, specifically for families who want to give their children a God-centered, Bible-saturated, Biblical worldview-based education. Our commitment is to restore the Christian faith, generational faith in an age where we are losing faith in this country and almost anywhere around the world, where Christian children attend secular schools or use secular curriculum and imbibe secular culture. Now we're not relying on the pre-Christian Greeks. For an educational model here. We're not relying on the post-Christian secularist for the education model either. Our curriculum is based in a biblical worldview. We put hundreds of Bible verses in the history books and integrate the truths into the subjects. We want to glorify God on every page of the science books. We immediately integrate knowledge into life application and natural revelation with special revelation. We keep Christ at the very center of the history books with preparing the world for Jesus and taking the world for Jesus. I believe God is calling this generation in this highly secularized age to a radical change in how they disciple their children. Please check out our program for education of your children and grandchildren at www.generations.org. And we are back on Generations. This is Kevin Swanson. Adam McManus from TheWorldview.com with me as well. As we come across the year in review, 2023, summarizing what happened in the last year of reporting for TheWorldview.com and our Generations radio program. Well, the U.S. economy kept spending like drunken sailors, like there was no tomorrow. Uh, The federal debt increased by another $2.2 trillion, a total of $10 trillion up from the year 2020. That's uh, up from $23 trillion to $33 trillion in debt in just three years. That's a lot of money. Adam, these sailors are dead drunk in a ditch somewhere. It's bad. This is not a healthy economy. No. This is Biden economics. It's really bad. Or Bidenomics.
1: At every turn, he's looking at throwing more money at every possible problem there is, including forgiving more of the student debt loans which the Supreme Court already slapped him on the wrist, but he seems to be unfazed and is issuing more executive orders that we've touched on at The Worldview, saying that he's going to do it upwards of billions of dollars more. So there needs to be, and I'm glad the founding fathers created the three branches of government holding one another accountable, but it appears as though Joe Biden, they can't control the man. The Supreme Court told him he couldn't do this, and he keeps doing it. So now what?
0: Well, it was also a year that the conservative edge of the Republican Congress stood up and were counted. The moderate Kevin McCarthy lost the chair, and then a more conservative evangelical Christian took the seat, Mike Johnson of Louisiana. So, you know, the... Loyal opposition finally showed up, but uh, probably not enough of them to salvage the economy of a nation. It was also a year of unaffordable housing. Adam, who wants a $450,000 three-bedroom house at a 7.5% interest rate? I think the bubble is about to pop. It's almost there. It's all just a little bit more, just a little bit more, just blow it up a little bit more, just a little bit more. It's going to pop. It's going to pop. It's going to pop. Going to pop. We all know it's going to pop. Yeah,
1: it's like the double One bubble that you're blowing on your, and it blows up on your face gets on your eyebrows. Mm-hmm. It's bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But let's talk politics. It was the year 2023 that a
0: presidential candidate indicted for felonious crimes was the most popular candidate for the nomination. The nation was more divided than ever on the edge of revolution. Donald Trump received 13 felony counts in Georgia, 37 criminal counts in federal court, 34 criminal counts in Manhattan, and four more counts in another federal court. What's that add up to? I'm trying to do it here. 88, 88 counts of felonious and other criminal activity. Uh, that's uh I don't think that's ever been repeated in all of American history. That's probably worth uh, recording in the history books. But he's still fairly favorable. Actually, these are the most unfavorable favorability polls for the leading presidential candidates in all of American history. Donald Trump has a 42% favorability index. President Biden is down at 39%. So, you know, that's pretty low. I'd, I can't think of another time in history where the leading candidates have been that unpopular, and yet they are still the leading candidates for the nomination.
1: Usually the Democratic presidential candidate, in this case the president who's running for re-election, is most popular among the youngest crowd between the ages of nineteen and twenty nine. But as we reported recently on the worldview dot com, the favorability rating for Biden among that age group, those who have just been able to vote Through the age of 29 is about 26%. So that does not bode well for the coming general election, November of 2024. But let's not forget the House Republicans continue to pursue the impeachment inquiry into Joe Biden about all of the shenanigans of funding he's gotten from foreign sources. The House Oversight Committee Chair James Comer of Kentucky and the House Judiciary Committee Chair Jim Jordan of Ohio continuing to document all of the shell businesses that Hunter Biden and some of the other family members put together in order to funnel money illegally into their own coffers, and, and some suggest even to President Joe Biden from Ukraine, from China, possibly Russia. It, it smells and stinks to high heaven. Now, Hunter Biden, his son, has been indicted, I think, on nine new charges as of the first week of December, and they seem to be getting closer and closer to Joe Biden. Um, I think there is an interesting contrast between these felony counts against Donald Trump from Georgia, Manhattan, the federal court, etc., and what's going on with Joe Biden. I think a lot of the concerns about Trump on the part of the leftists is just a, a matter of trying to weigh them down and trying to basically make him a candidate with so much baggage that no one will really take him seriously and he will be more likely to lose the general election because the Democrats know that Joe Biden is a very weak candidate. The economy is a disaster and that the average person is paying more and getting less in terms of housing and gas and goods and services and food, and it's hurting all of us. Where it really counts.
0: Well, I guess the question remains: Will America turn towards revolution? We've never been this far down the pike. Instability, division, mark the nation today, unlike any other time since the Civil War. Now, internationally, 2023 was the year the pink tide in South America ebbed just a bit of socialism. uh, It was the year that an anarcho capitalist won the Argentine presidential election, Javier Milei took the election in November and that was a shock to the system.
1: When you say the pink tide in South America the first thing that comes to my mind is the homosexual agenda, but you mean the pink tide of socialism versus the red tide of politics which is communism. So just to clarify <laughs> what you mean by pink tide? Right, just the pink the
0: pinkish tide, not exactly communist but moving right. that direction and that's Bend the direction of so many South American countries uh, for the last 15 years on up to the Brazil election, which occurred in the year 2022, a major setback for uh, conservatives and those that opposed uh, big government socialism in that key country in South America just last year. Well, also, Africa took a hard right away from the Western world this year, thumbing its nose at the political correctness of Western nations. It was Kenya, Ghana. Namibia, Niger, Tanzania, and Uganda took steps to align more with biblical standards on homosexual crimes. Also in the broad culture, it was the year of TikTok, 150 million U.S. users now. Americans are roughly twice as likely to say they prefer getting news on digital devices than television, 58% to 27%. And get this, 32% of young adults get their news from the Chinese news source, TikTok, up from 9% in 2020. keep asking myself, how do I say, what can I do for you, my Mm -hmm. Chinese master in (laughs) Mandarin? Uh, The Chinese are increasingly taking over the younger generation in America. And, you know, are you really trusting the Chinese commies to give you a balanced News report, <laughs> you know, a third of the, the youth in America are taking their news from TikTok. That's, uh, that's I think, probably more so than any other news
1: source uh, available this is online. all about the attention span. At one point, you had the news within the hour, PBS News Hour, emphasis of hour. Then you had the 30-minute standard newscast in the evening on ABC, CBS, NBC. Of course, without commercials, is about 22, 24 minutes. Then newspapers... Went online and then the burgeoning social media, people's attention spans get shorter and shorter and shorter. And so a two minute news story just seems like an eternity to a 22 year old college student or just getting out there in their career and they're thinking, what just get to the point? What do you want me to know? Tell me in eight seconds. If you can't tell me in eight seconds, I don't want to know it. Is the world blowing up or should I go and see the Barbie movie this week? Just tell me something. But tell me in eight seconds. So I'm not sure it's that they favor one platform, TikTok, or formerly Twitter now, X, or Facebook over another, as much as it is that the, the, the attention span has gotten shorter because of the presence of social media. But how reputable can the news be, as you've noted, if, if it's uh, on a Chinese platform? I think that's an excellent point. But much of the news that's being shared is shared from one American teenager or tweenager with another. So I'm not sure TikTok is generating their own news. I don't really know much about that world. You and I go to sources like cnsnews.com, lifesitenews.com, christianpost.com, theepochtimes.com, worldnetdaily.com, lifenews.com. World Magazine's website, wng.org, faithwire.com, newsbusters.org, and goodnewsnetwork.org, as well as more mainstream sites like the Associated Press and Reuters. I guess the issue is, what is the source, and is it reliable? Well, I would
0: say it's quite a shift when popular media sources are increasingly taken from China as opposed to america or some other english-speaking freedom-loving country around the world so we're seeing something of a shift there towards well chinese-produced media it was also the worst year for natural disasters in at least a decade in terms of the numbers of people killed by earthquakes and other natural disasters lahaina maui was hit with a massive wildfire destroying the town and killing some 97 people. That's the most deadly fire in at least 100 years of American history. The Mediterranean East Africa also saw their most deadly cyclones in 15 years. The world experienced the worst earthquake season in 13 years. Syria and Turkey were hit with extremely severe earthquakes, the one killing 59,000 people. Morocco was hit with its worst earthquake in centuries, 3,000 killed there. And Afghanistan was also hit with an earthquake killing over a thousand people over the last 25 years 13 out of the 20 most deadly earthquakes around the world occurred in Muslim countries most needing the Gospels the countries of Iran Afghanistan Turkey Pakistan Syria and Indonesia England crowned King Charles the third in May of this year he requested a polytheist service with all religions praying for him but was denied the benefit by the Anglican leadership the king is considered head of the Church of England Charles made it clear he did not want to defend the faith, but the faiths, which turned out to be thy faith, whatever that means. England turned post-Christian officially this year. A Hindu leads England as prime minister, and Scotland's top officer is taken by a Muslim. 2023 was the official year for the death of the West, and Generations has republished Epoch to chronicle these events and provide an additional chapter on the rise and fall of the spiritual power And life of the West, that's epoch, the rise and fall of the West. Speaking of the Church of England, this was the year that the Anglican Church voted to bless homosexual marriages. And it was the year that the Pope and the Vatican allowed the clergy to bless homosexual unions. Pope Francis keeps moving left, which means he's left the Christian faith. Or something else. Mm -hmm. Well, it's not just the liberal Methodists and the Anglican Church now, it's the Catholic Church too. Right.
1: I want to go back to England and Scotland. Think about their role in the unfolding of the Protestant Reformation and the reframing of biblical Christianity initiated in 1517 by Martin Luther, the nailing of the 95 Theses to the Wittenberg Church door, who wanted to reform the Catholic Church from within, ultimately founded by default, really, Lutheranism, Anglicanism came forth. And look at the role that England and Scotland played, John Knox and uh, some of the other great reformers of that age in the 1500s, 1600s, and all of that wonderful, rich theological history produced the fathers of our founding fathers who came to America in, in the 1600s and fought the war against England for a our, our right of independence and right of religious expression, and now to think that England is being led by a Hindu and Scotland is being led by a Muslim just pains anyone who has any sense of the, the Reformation history there. Well, no doubt about it. It's the... Fall of the Christian faith in
0: Scotland and England, and the result, of course, the judgment of God upon the nations, and effectively a turning over of the nation's governments to the wrong worldview, or more and more a Hindu or a Muslim worldview. I don't believe that the secular humanist worldview can last very long. That's uh, only the fallout of a post Christian apostate nation. Well, Also, it was the year that the Methodists lost 6,600 churches out of 30,000. Still, that's a problem for me. Only 6,600 good guys out of 30,000. That's 22% of Methodists consider sodomy a problem. The American border is pretty much a sieve now. Two million coming over this year. That's in addition to two million last year. It was also the year of Barbie in popular culture. Representing the zeitgeist of feminism and self-identifying as existentialism on steroids, that is, Barbie became Warner Brothers' highest-grossing film ever, raking in one point five billion dollars at the box office, and I'm sure the highest-grossing comedy of all time.
1: What an embarrassment! What an indictment of not only America but all the other countries that jumped to see that movie. Of course, I know there a lot of it had. Not as much to do with the faulty worldview that Barbie evangelizes or champions, but just the nostalgia of of growing up and playing with Barbies. The shows you've dedicated to this topic of the the Barbie movie and the Barbie phenomenon and where Barbie came from in Germany and the, the actual root of the development of the doll itself as Mattel developed it. If people just Google it, it's it's pretty shocking.
0: Well, as with all culture and all popular culture, the world is resonating with the zeitgeist, of the spirit that is presented in the message of Barbie, which is effectively self-definition, feminism, transgenderism, and do whatever you want to do and be whatever you want to be and forget about God's law and whatever God has set out for you in terms of your definition. Well, Taylor Swift also, wow, she dominated the entertainment world this last year. One tour grossed, get this, $1 billion. She led the Western apostasy better than anybody else could. She was from Tennessee. She was country. She grew up fake Christian. She came out pro-LGBTQ a long time ago. She got behind the Equality Act. She asked, where was God when 9-11 happened? Her songs are increasingly melancholy way over the line of despair. As with all pop music, she writes music to resonate with the hearts of the people. She feels the heart of the masses. She resonates with it. And her music is increasingly dark and despairing. The unique thing about Taylor Swift is that she did the crossover from heartland country to pop. She was an excellent candidate to take the world from decadence to despair, which is what pop music is all about. Her song anti hero seems to have been written in a mental asylum and That's her third biggest song of all time. Her depression works the graveyard shift. Quote, I wake up screaming and life loses all meaning for the last time. She laughs at us from hell and then she tells us I don't want to live forever. And then she takes 50 shades darker. All right. So that's the worldview of despair that is so perfectly presented by the greatest star of our time, Taylor Swift. She is a billionaire, by the way. It was also the year of artificial intelligence. You mentioned this to me off air, but yeah, a significant increase in, I guess you would call it communications technology, uh, to the point that people are considering this to be perhaps the undoing of mankind by technology.
1: Speaking of artificial intelligence, Kevin, I don't know if you happen to see the November 26, 2023, report about a Texas Tesla robot that hit a human worker and drew blood. As it turned out, they had shut down two of the three robots, which cut car parts from freshly cast pieces of aluminum, but they inadvertently left the third robot operational. The robot was going through its normal set of motions pinned one of the engineers against a surface, pushing its claws into his body and drawing blood from his back and his arm. All of this came out from a safety report from 2021, two years ago. Turns out that Tesla's total recordable incidence rate of problems like this, safety concerns, is 31% higher than the industry-wide incident rate. Way back in 2018, there were five members of their environment, health, and safety team who left the company saying that undercounting injuries is one symptom of a more fundamental problem at Tesla. They said that, quote, everything took a backseat to production. It's just a matter of time before somebody gets killed, end quote. So artificial intelligence is, I guess, both a blessing and a curse. A blessing when it works, and a curse when someone gets seriously injured or perhaps even killed. I mean, this is something right out of science fiction movies of 20, 40 years ago. Well, man may very
0: well produce a technology that will destroy himself. He already did that in 1945, but continues to do that which basically is produced because there is such a lack of the fear of God In science, technology, education today, the end result will be disastrous. Unless we can bring back the fear of God as the beginning of knowledge in the chemistry and physics classrooms. Well, let's just wrap this thing up. Uh, The uh, post-Christian slash anti-Christian media had a heyday producing documentaries on Hillsong. The Bill Gothard and Duggar disaster, and other dirty laundry involving the least impressive elements of 21st century evangelicalism. And Washington Post tried a series of articles exposing homeschooling, but that didn't really go anywhere. Because America's confidence in public schools is pretty much in the toilet. America's confidence in higher education dropped like a rock as well, from 57% to 36% in just the last seven years. But then the administration has renewed the payback for student loans. As of October of this year, persecution of Christians in the world heated up in India and Pakistan and Nigeria. 198 Christians were killed in mob riots in Manipur, India. Another 160 lost their lives to the radical Muslim terrorist group Fulani in Nigeria on Christmas Day. Over 1,200 people died in Pakistan, Israel, Somalia, Afghanistan, and Mali this year, all at the hands of radical Muslims, the Gospel of Terror. The victims in most of these cases were Muslims and Jews. Well, 2023 also witnessed the most severe attack on a church or a Christian school in years. Here in this country, a 28-year-old woman pretending to be a man killed three students and three staffers at Covenant School in Nashville, Tennessee, for what she stated was a problem with white privilege. This was the year of the weaponization of the FBI agents against pro-lifers and Catholics. This one's going to sting. They're looking at 20 years of prison for a 70-year-old pro-life mom. It was the year of the Asbury revival of 2023 out in Kentucky. Not sure what happened there. I think it's good. I hope it's good. Not sure I heard any preaching from George Whitfield or anybody else anywhere. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe not. I don't know. Norman Lear went to meet his maker this year. The television producer most responsible for radicalizing the media and introducing homosexuality and abortion to America in the nineteen sixties, nineteen seventies, God gave him, get this, one hundred and one years on planet Earth. It's quite a long time to repent of his sins.
1: Oh, yeah. And then Norman Lear gave us All in the Family, and then the spin off from that, Maud, which starred B. Arthur and the infamous abortion episode, which celebrated a woman's right to Quote unquote reproductive freedom. And then the spinoff from Maude was The Golden Girls, where B. Arthur was again one of the key stars, a television sitcom which celebrated all kinds of debauchery. These people, I hope and pray that they came to Christ before their death, but if not, there's a special place in hell for them.
0: Well, they've done such tremendous damage upon a culture, a nation, a civilization. Henry Kissinger died at 100 years of age. God gave him a full century as well. He was a man committed to population control and abortion. Senators Dianne Feinstein and House Representative Pat Schroeder from the state of Colorado died, both known for their liberal anti-God positions as leaders of the nation. Sandra Day O'Connor died at 93 as well. She was the Supreme Court Justice known for her pro-abortion stance. And Raquel Welch died at 83 years of age. By the mercies of God, she had repented of her previous life as a leader in the sexual revolution of the 1960s and turned to Jesus Christ as her Savior and Lord. Uh, good news there. And singer-songwriter Jimmy Buffett met his maker this year at 76 years of age, taking with him his worldview of eat, drink, and party, for tomorrow we die. Well, friends, to wrap it up, let me just say this. It was a year that God gave America another opportunity to repent. It was a year that Jesus exerted his control once more over the nations. It was a year that homeschooling expanded exponentially around the world. And it was another year that the total percentage of Christians in the world stagnated, still at 32.4%. But it was the year of increased persecution, which means more growth for the Christian church in the years to come. Again, my friends, remember, God is sovereign. Jesus is over all things to the church. And we will continue to see a benefit to the church of Jesus Christ around the world. And as we see an ebb of faith in the Western world, we're continuing to see the flow on the other side of the world, as not just power, but faith is moving from north to south and from west to east. Big things happening around the world, still, as Jesus continues his reign as King of Kings and Lord of Lords, bringing his enemies under his footstool. And that wraps up this edition of the Generations broadcast. Get a copy of my book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West at Generations.org. This is Kevin Swanson inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.